Nobody goes into management to be liked. And I think that is also true with leadership. You know, you don't necessarily think you're going to become a leader and then you stumble into it and then you realize it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes in order to be a leader, you've got to be a little bit disliked and that's okay. You're listening to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast, the only leadership podcast run by undergraduate students dedicated to helping undergraduate students lead in diverse fields. From people in diplomacy to entertainment, from CEOs to student leaders, we feature people from all walks of life. It's all part of the mission. Here at the Messina Leadership Institute, we make leaders better. Hello, I'm Michael Manners, interviewing Catherine Patton for the Bacino Leadership Institute undergraduate podcast. Catherine Patton, a current senior at Seton Hall University, is pursuing a bachelor's degree in marketing and management. Catherine's relation to the university goes far beyond the classroom as she holds the position of station manager at 89.5 FM. This station is Seton Hall's WSOU, one of the most popular college radio stations in the country. Thanks for being here today, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Can't complain at all. Can't complain. So to begin, I want to ask, why did you choose Seton Hall? This decision is one that you've clearly followed through with, right? Coming up on your final semester as a pirate. What are some of your favorite memories on campus? Yeah, so initially I came to Seton Hall. I really liked the programs they were offering, and I did come here because of WSAU. Mm-hmm. I obviously, I'm a business student. I really wasn't planning on getting into broadcasting or even, you know, necessarily joining the radio station, but I did know it existed. And just coming on campus, you know, seeing how people interacted with each other, I went to probably about 10 or 15 other college campuses when I was looking at schools in high school, and Seton Hall just really, that was where I wanted to be. So I came here, and really no regrets. I've had some fantastic times here at Seton Hall. Most of them have happened within WSOU, I'm not going to lie. It's a great place to be, but yeah. Okay, so besides WSU, what are some other, are you in any other organizations on campus? I am, yeah. I'm part of the University Honors Program, and I'm also in the pep band. So you've obviously risen to the ranks at WSU being the station manager. Tell me about why you wanted to get involved here. Was it your music tastes or anything like that? And maybe some advice that you have for some younger folks here at the station. Yeah, so I came to Seton Hall, like I mentioned, I I toured the radio station as a freshman. I knew I kind of wanted to end up here. I'm a big fan of rock and classic rock and metal. I grew up on Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slayer, Mm. and I knew we played those bands here. And I was like, let me me try to be a radio DJ. Let me play the music that I want to play and I enjoy listening to, and let me talk on air about it. And I came here, I started off as an AP you know, taking phone calls, doing giveaways. I became a newscaster and then I became what we call an overnight DJ where you're on, you're on the air from like three to six in the morning. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a lot, but it was a good time. And I became a daytime DJ the end of my freshman year and I DJed through the summer. I became the assistant technical operations director, which I kind of learned about website management and learning about studio equipment My junior year, I became programming director, which was a big step for me being on the management team. This year, I got uh, suckered into round two. I ended up being station manager. Oh, wow, wow. So that's as high as you can go here at the station? Yeah, I would say so. Pretty much being a manager, that's kind of the pinnacle of anybody's career at WCU, depending on what you're into. Oh, wow. I really strived to be programming director last year. I love music. I love music programming. Just any type of programming I'm all about. And then this was kind of more of a, 
I don't want to say programming is more work than station manager, but it kind of was. So, but it's still a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Being station manager is a lot. You're balancing a lot of different people. Programming is more, you know, talking about industry stuff, programming stuff, music, stuff like that. Whereas station manager is definitely more people oriented. Cool, cool. So as station manager, what are some of the challenges you've had of this having this position? Obviously, you know, working with eight other student managers, college students, Mm. I'm managing a team of 80 college kids, which if anybody's ever worked with college students, you know, that's absolutely insane. Additionally, our uh, general manager, who's one of the three, I'll say academic advisors that help us run the station, he's currently out of office and he's been out of office for a few months. I've kind of been having to take on a little bit more of a, a chunk of work that I wouldn't normally have to take on as station manager. So that's been a big issue. Not an issue, a challenge, we'll say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's a lot dealing with different people and different working styles and different leadership styles. It's, it can be a lot. Tying it back into leadership, what would you say your personal leadership style is and how did being a station manager kind of open that up to you? I would say I'm very much like a boots on the ground type of leader. I love being in the station specifically and just kind of being around people and talking to people i feel like that's the best way to be a leader when people know you're not like on a pedestal like not doing as much work and that's that's what i think is really great about my transition from pd to station because as programming director you're always doing work like people Mm -hmm. know the pd is doing a ton of work so to go from that to station manager like people are well aware i've put in the time i've put in the effort i'm not just somebody who's you know standing up on a mountain giving orders like I am very much in the studios talking to people all the time and I feel like that just it personalizes me a little bit more I just think you're a more effective leader when you know the people you're leading okay so considering that you've like kind of had every single experience there is to have here you think that that kind of legitimizes your position oh yeah absolutely like I'm not super involved in the sports and news side of things Mm -hmm. but I've newscasted I've called a softball game. I've engineered a men's basketball game. Like, I, I know what I'm doing here in pretty much all aspects. So I think that helps a lot when people know that you're you're very capable of doing whatever the department or, like, um, how do I explain this? Like, I'm very capable about doing anything here. Awesome. And I think people know that. And people are aware of that, which, you know, they, they're not afraid of, to come to me with, like, questions. So something that i kind of been thinking about for interviewing is, Kind of in this age of streaming, radio and other news forms are kind of becoming obsolete. I'm sure you've heard a lot about that. But it seemingly doesn't apply to WSOU being one of the best stations in the country. So what about this station kind of sets it apart from maybe some other stations? That's a great question. Well, number one, we're a college station. But not only that, we're a FM college radio station in the New York metropolitan area which is a pretty rare thing. We just actually had a college broadcasting conference called CBI, and I was talking to some other station managers. There is a station down in South Carolina that operates with a team of 13 people in total mm. compared to the 80 staff members on WSU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a major difference. Additionally, we're a little bit of an atypical college station where we actually have a set format. Most college radio stations, whether they're streaming online only or if they're FM, you know, they'll play rock for an hour or two hours and then they'll play jazz and then they'll play I don't know pop and then country and they do that all the time 
And it's pretty much whatever, whoever's in the booth, whatever they feel like playing, that's what they'll play. WSU, in 1986, a group of the student managers at WSU at the time, they decided to make the Modern Active Rock format, where we play metal from midnight all the way until 8 p.m. the next night. And then we'll have two shows, one running from 8 to 10, and then 10 to midnight of specialty shows, which is Mm -hmm. where, you know, DJs and staff members get to play, like, the music they want to play. But during those daytimes, during those drive times, we're playing Modern Active Rock. Cool, great. And great. that's that's kind of allowed us to amass a following. That's why we have, you know, we have listeners outside of, you know, Seton Hall's gates. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to shows and people recognize us. They're like, oh my gosh, WSU, I've been listening to you since the 90s. Sick, sick, and awesome. uh, that's kind of because of the format that we have. So when you said, what was that term that you used? Modern act- active rock. Modern active rock. So what does that mean exactly? So modern active rock is kind of what we've deemed our programming. Um, Some people would just say, oh, you're just playing heavy metal. You're playing metal. The difference is, you know, you like Tool. You're a music fan. You know, we play Primus. Primus isn't really metal. Uh We'll play anything from Primus to Slayer to more, you know, pop punk post hardcore stuff like A Day to Remember. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the other cool thing about SOU. We're not a normal radio station either. Normal radio stations, like professional radio stations, they're super strict with their format. Mm. Like you wouldn't be allowed to have a specialty show that's not within the format. We, you know, we have a we have an indie alternative show on Sunday nights. I host a '70s rock show. Normal radio stations that are professional, you wouldn't be allowed to have those on a modern active rock station. Our formatting is a little bit looser. We can play anything from Slayer to Primus to A Day to Remember to Tool. You know, awesome. we kind of get, we can kind of encompass all of those metal, hard rock subgenres, and we just encompass it with the word modern active rock. So I'm getting kind of selfish here. I just want to know, do you guys play any like grunge music? What type of grunge music do you guys play? Like Soundgarden, Sound stuff Garden, like that. We Alice play some sounds. Yes, we play Alice in Chains. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Okay. So again, I want to ask, so you're studying marketing and management, correct? Yes. Okay, so how has your involvement at the station supplemented your studies in marketing and management? It's definitely been an interesting experience. And I will say that, you know, doing all of those management classes especially, I'm picking up on a lot of stuff more like on a, oh, I've encountered this problem at the station. Or, you know, I pick up something that I learned in class and I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. I could apply it this way at the station. It's um not so not so much on the marketing side, but definitely on the management side of things. And I think just you know when the whole management curriculum is kind of trained around managing people and being a leader, and that definitely comes into play here. Okay, awesome, awesome. So why did you choose to become a marketing major? That's a great question. I was one of those kids who didn't know what they wanted to do once they left high okay. school. I considered a couple fields. Uh, weirdly, I didn't consider broadcasting at all, which looking back, maybe I should have. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, Seton Hall's got a good business school. Let me let me go into business. And thankfully, I found a passion for marketing and, you know, marketing analytics, which I'm really looking to go into. And yeah, it, it was just kind of a, not a roll of the dice, but definitely just a, we'll see where this goes. Okay. So you've gathered skills in marketing. You've gathered skills with management being here at the station. And you're already at your senior year here now. So where do you see yourself kind of the next five years? Or what are your plans immediately after Seton Hall? 
Oof, that's the question everybody's asking the seniors right now. Mm. You know, there's a couple avenues my my future could take within the next couple years. One that's very prevalent, I could end up going into digital marketing and, like I said, marketing analytics. I'm super passionate about that. It's also what I've majored in. It's what my degree is in. I could definitely see myself doing that. Or, you know, I could also see myself going into broadcasting, not necessarily the on-air talent side of things, but, you know, music programming, becoming the PD of a station somewhere. I could definitely see that also being an option. Ideally, I would love to be able to combine both. You know, if I did marketing analytics for like iHeartRadio or something like that, that would be ideal because I'd get to combine, you know, both the things that I love. So you've clearly like established yourself within the station as being a leader. So overall, what would you say that leadership means to you? A very broad question, obviously, yeah. but an important one. This is going to be, this will be a long one. I'll say Mr. Maven, who is one of our academic advisors at the station, he told me once, he said, nobody goes into management to be liked. Mm. And I think that is also true with leadership. You know, you don't necessarily think you're going to become a leader and then you stumble into it and then you realize it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes in order to be a leader, you got to be a little bit disliked and that's okay. The one thing I found, you know, being a leader here at WSOU, no matter what I'm doing, whether people like it, whether people don't like it, I'm always putting the station first. I've always got the station first in the front of my mind. I'm always thinking... Is this going to benefit the station as a whole? Is this going to benefit the station five years down the line? I think that's that's probably I'm trying to think of how to encapsulate this whole thing. Kind of putting the greater mission of like whatever institution you're in, just like ahead of everybody involved in it, including yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which in a weird way is not necessarily leadership because I feel like leadership deals a lot with people. Mm-hmm. But you know, keeping in mind the balance between managing people and keeping the core mission of whatever organization you're working in, combining those two things, I think that's what leadership is. Great, great, great. Awesome. Okay. So, Catherine, your contribution to WSU has strengthened and upheld one of the most adored parts of Seton Hall University. You know, when I first came here, it's one of the first places I heard about. Um, and it's, it's really allowed you to demonstrate what it takes to be a leader, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, awesome. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Um, Thank you. On behalf of everyone at the Vasita Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank the podcast team, 89.5 FM WSOU, for allowing us to use their facilities, and you for listening. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership, on Instagram at Vasita Leaders, and on Twitter at SHU Leadership. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better.